0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Improv TX Comedy Network. If this is your first time checking out the Podcast Network, we appreciate it. Please head over to your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or iTunes, and give the Improv TX Comedy Network a like. And just a reminder, the Improv TX Comedy Network is live on YouTube with all your favorite comedians on the improv stage. All links can be found in the description. And with that, on to the podcast. Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to The Act Out. From open mic to the big stage, Comedian's tell us how stories were made. Today I'm here with a very special comedian. He's one of my favorite people to watch on stage. And the reason why is he doesn't give a flying f-. He literally will say very intellectual jokes that are very controversial. And I love that. Very uh, sardonic personality. Little. Just, yeah, just, just really, it's a good time. Yeah. I enjoy it. So today we are with Shiva Ari. Shiva, how are you doing, sir? I'm good,
1: I'm good. That came out sardonic. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I've the, never heard somebody describe me like that, but I get. Yeah, you're not wrong. I'm a little. I, I, sometimes I mean I'm stupid as shit on stage too, but yeah, some of my jokes are smart. I'm oh yeah, really, absolutely, dude. Yeah. You talk
0: about race relations in a way that is super intelligent. And, Thanks. And so whenever you you say the jokes and people might be offended at first, you yeah. always buy it back. And the True. other thing is you're super self-deprecating. Yeah. So you'll be on stage and you'll say something like. I, I oh,
1: I hate myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: what was the thing you said? Like, oh, I don't like that either. <laughs> that cracked me up. You were, yeah. oh, you, I can't remember what the joke was, but you're like, oh, I don't like that either. You're right. I was like, oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, but so might have been just a throwaway. Yeah, but yeah. it was.
0: It, but that's your personality on yeah. stage. It's very. It's all meaningless. Yeah, But but it's hypnotic,
1: though, at the same time. So whenever
0: you're watching you...
1: Staring into the void can be hypnotic, yeah. You can get used to it after a while. You're like, man, that's pretty dark. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, we'll talk about where that sense of humor comes from, because I'm very Hmm. curious. But how long have you been doing comedy?
1: Coming up on eight years, I think, in March. Eight years? Or April 1st, technically, 2015. Eight years. Where'd you get started at? First time... Okay, it's kind of weird, because I kind of started the week before at... Uh, Backdoor, which is a local club, great club, with uh, yeah. Linda Stogner.
0: And once again, a clean club. Yes. So I'm interested in how that went.
1: Uh, dude, like, they, I wasn't even supposed to go up, and then they threw me up at the end because you're supposed to sign up the week before. So I just had gone up, and I was just kind of flailing around. Uh, and then April 1st is when, like, I went to a place that they said I could do stand-up and do it, and that was at Hyenas in Dallas. And uh, it was terrible. It was really bad. <laughs> uh, I have it record. I recorded like the first fifty sets of mine ever doing stand up, and I was trying to watch them one time, and I was like heavy on drugs, and, yeah. and I could not still watch it. Like I, I was on Molly trying to watch this, being like I could look at this and the a happiest positive light. drug in the
0: world still too. was disgusted by it,
1: <laughs> still like felt disgust, and I was like dude (laughs) nobody should be doing what anything i'm saying yes don't do by the way don't do it
0: but it's an interesting story and i kind of want to get into that real quick what were you like when you were younger were you the funny kid were you always kind of saying you always have a comeback it seems like Mm. were you always like that
1: uh i grew up with three sisters okay so i think that's where a lot of it comes (laughs) from like i couldn't use my violence i had to use my words more
0: well that's good yeah that's but there's an
1: age gap and stuff i i don't i don't know where i mean i was funny, but I don't think I was, like, you know what I mean? Like, I would, I guess it was a bit of a defense mechanism growing up where it was, like, making people laugh and stuff. Definitely got a couple girls' attention because of it, so probably that, a little. I was always kind of sad, so I think the humor kind of maybe helped people deal with my sadness maybe more kind of deal. So I think maybe it came from that. Uh, My parents uh, fought a lot, and it was, like, I ended up, kind of using humor to engage with them or to diffuse situations and shit and then my like because you know i can be kind of angry on stage Mm -hmm. that was to like get them to stop fighting with each other and then fight on me using like humor and kind of fucking anger i kind of avoided a lot of bad situations well that's where the
0: kind of your sense of humor comes from then, yeah. is, it's not a nice combination but it works you know what I mean it, yeah. I like how I you mean, said and
1: sometimes it does not work and then people yeah it's a I it's like a that thing. dude
0: that's my favorite though I, th- I have seen video of you and I've seen you on stage where you actually go after the audience a little yeah. bit and I know you felt bad about it but yeah. it, it's funny though. yeah 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 yeah. and so that like I said you're not you're so quick with the comeback
1: always I, I think I've just maybe learned how to bomb gracefully compared to <laughs> how I used to bomb I think that's the difference yeah. where it's like yeah no, you like, hey, don't. Hey, you don't
0: bomb though that often.
1: I've seen. I lose crowds though a lot in my set, where then I get them back or I lose them. But that's then, a yeah, talent
0: in, in, in and of itself. Like it's one of those things where Bill Burr, that famous incident where he was at the football or uh, there were, he was talking about the football team, yeah. and he bombed in Philadelphia, and then he bought the audience. Yeah,
1: back. that's so, a great feeling though when you get them back. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, it's the most fun. I mean, I don't want to be the guy that's just like laugh, 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 laugh. Like I want to make you feel some emotions and to be honest if you should not like everything I'm saying on stage yeah. there needs to be a part that you're like I don't know about that and I'm not even trying to make people think but uh, the logic builds the tension and then I can surprise oh,
0: them oh that's genius too. Yeah. yeah
1: so it's just like oh this guy's being serious about this thing and then I end it with like you know like yeah. some stupid shit that's my closer now. It's just yeah, <laughs> just, just the, the fart, fart noise. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've been getting more sexual on stage, which is weird. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Just talking about sex more, which is nice. It's kind of interesting.
0: Do you feel like that kind of frees you from, like, some kind of binds of sexuality? I think maybe or because
1: I'm Indian or just, you know, that kind of culture where it's like talking about sex on stage is a little interesting to yeah. me. And so it's, it's kind of like, taboo subject? Uh, I guess from childhood, like, it would kind of a little repressed, kind of Catholic or whatever. Yeah. It's been more interesting stuff because i do like the race stuff but i feel like i'm kind of over milking it i don't want to be just the race comic and then i have my, also my other past history which i'm sure we'll get into but sure uh,
0: i think it leads into how you found comedy doesn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah let's talk about that because okay. it's interesting so yeah. you were previously an addict what uh, i i i don't know if this is true or who not who told you that i don't i've, not, I've heard rumors yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so you uh, struggled with addiction for a time, yeah, yeah. And I, I so I've also struggled with addiction. Too. Sure, so I went super through, common. I went through pill phases in my nice, life where nice. I was like, "Let's pop whatever I can get my hands on yeah. and have a good time." You were doing stuff a little bit harder than that, yeah. So, how did that lead into comedy? So, were you in a dark place at that time? Yeah, and were you um, medicating to kind of deal with your childhood and like all maybe, that stuff? Maybe,
1: yeah. I mean, my uh, and I do minimize things, but uh, my childhood wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it wasn't good, but you know. I love my parents now. It took a long time to come back around to that. Uh, But no, I was addicted to heroin. I talk about it on stage a lot. And yeah, it took up like 10 years of my life. And then some of that was childhood. Some of that was life. Some of it was poor decision making. Because, you know, like drugs kind of saved my life in a certain sense. And then it ruined it. Right. But like initially, yeah, I probably would have killed myself if I didn't find drugs.
0: Yeah. I was in the same space where I was always medicating my feelings because yeah. I had so much mental illness. Yeah. And now I'm properly medicated for it. But before, I was just looking for anything I could put in my system to make me feel different. Yeah. And I didn't know what I was searching for. And it was actually through serendipity that actually finding out it was ADHD. Nice. And I actually needed a low dose of Adderall to deal sure. with the day. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So there's something to looking for. It. And like you said, it saved your life. If It, it could have been suicide or it could have yeah. been could have been let's try I,
1: this i usually tell people it's like if you're gonna kill yourself you really need to try heroin first like <laughs> just before you kill yourself dude like at least they'll buy you like three months yeah you know there what you I'm go saying like yeah and then
0: it'll be terrible after that
1: but yeah, yeah you can always no, get more you were already gonna kill yourself you yeah. know what i'm saying like <laughs> and, yeah sorry i keep swearing i'm no, more f- i'm more used to just yeah just not, be yourself don't worry about it i don't know how to f- do that ducky I'm, okay uh, i'm a- I'm, I'm, I'm just wearing masks on stage, okay? I don't know who I am as a person. You said you were wearing masks on stage? Like, you wear masks. Like, you know, if I'm feeling shit, I still have to perform and yeah. be like chucking and jiving. So yeah. Oh, it's, damn. Uh, no, but yeah, I was addicted to that for a while. And then, you know, I was just lost. And then I kind of like had an epiphany about life. And then a week later, I started standing up. I just had this drive to do. Stand up and to talk to people. So
0: what, what happened? What was the switch? What was the key? I would say
1: it was like, it's kind of lame, but it's like it was kind <laughs> of a spiritual moment or something. I'm not really religious, but I'm a bit more spiritual. And I think previously before that, I just believed in nothing. And then after that moment, it was like, it's not like I believed in God, but it was like I was open to that possibility more so than before and it just i don't know it was just a weird pivot
0: so why comedy at that moment but you always uh, wanted to con- do it
1: connecting with people like i realized connect because like as an addict or every time i've seen addicts it's usually kind of an I- isolation thing where it's like even if they're around people constantly it's like they're just in their head or just totally by themselves yeah so.
0: it's a wonderful bubble that you put on sometimes yeah. you take drugs of any kind yeah. where
1: you just feel
0: like, at a cocoon of comfort and highness, you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's, but even what drives you there is, like, when that person was sober, they're, like, either – they're human-averse. Like, they, they had bad social interactions where it's, like, they don't want to connect. Like, because you get so many, like, after being on drugs and now kind of being sober – and I'm not even fully sober. I'm not – I don't prescribe to the AA stuff or whatever, but, like – and I still have some issues, like, sometimes with drinking and stuff, but I'm, I'm managing it, and, and that's – a whole different conversation well how did it
0: lead to comedy was there were you looking at comedy since you were a kid did you always enjoy
1: it or was it just I I was a musician and then I just wanted to go like music didn't really work out because like I couldn't really form those relationships and then comedies was like it's a one man show so it's like which I guess I could have done that with music but uh, I think I'm more sensitive about my music where I'm like this is kind of more for me than other people and then comedy's just like I, I love talking so yeah like it's a great way to do it oh no that was that was what i was saying with the addiction with the with the isolation it's like you get so many like kind of chemical good feels from social interactions when you have them properly you know what i'm saying and i don't and most addicts i know just have never get those kind of feel good things because they just don't have good reactions because either people know they're an addict and kind of stigmatize them which is a little understandable but still or you know People are also addicts, and then they're going through their own bullshit. So it's just like – that's like the big thing I've learned coming to stand-up. And the thing is I'm not really good with talking with people, so stand-up kind of gives me like this like pretty much shot in the veins social interaction that would be a lot more difficult if I wasn't doing stand-up.
0: So did you know that there were, the networking was part of it? Because that's usually no. something that you learn later, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So – and you are you network with
1: everyone. I think you've been I'm on nice like on everybody. Those, yeah, yeah. You've been on, you like, have to be
0: every podcast that I've seen. Yeah. Like, I mean, a ton of them. I mean, you I should... also
1: talk to some people that don't like me, but usually my talking's. I try to do it with love. If that makes sense, and yeah. then yeah. Yeah, don't burn those but bridges.
0: It's not. I mean, I
1: have. I mean, I was not liked when I first started. Really? What? Yeah, very much hated. Well, just because of your comedy stylings or your probably personality? also I was kind of personality. I'm coming off drugs, and I'm kind of still on drugs. And yeah. You know, like, at the time, like, I'm talking about, like, methadone at least. And then, you know, I think I was still using heroin occasionally. There was an overlap with that, but then, like, it just became, like, this upward march to being a little more, whatever, health. You know what I mean? Like, not that healthy, but a little more stable.
0: Did comedy help you come out of that then?
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, I have a joke about it that I don't really do, but it's like, uh, comedy did save me from on a little bit and taught me to become an alcoholic so that's yeah so it's not like it's it, not you know. untrue yeah what I'm so, you. i mean i have been drunk i don't know so i get i get mixed reviews about me being drunk on stage where some people love it some people hate it i
0: i'm not saying do it but i was a fan I, yeah I, I actually i enjoy
1: it because like i said you get a little bit feisty with the audience yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: and like you will call them out for not laughing or you just you know somebody I'm says something. yeah yeah, yeah. So, and like I said, you always have a comeback, you know, where's that come from? Do you, do you have like 80? That's probably the them? sisters where it's the like they were
1: talking and it's like had to, you know, and then also my parents used to argue, like I was saying, yeah. sometimes even with me, where it's like, I'm probably always going at like 70, That's even, what though, wondering. even though I'm kind of like kind of chill. Yeah.
0: So the first
1: time you went on stage, mm-hmm. what was it like? Uh, like a drug. It's pretty much adrenaline rush. I okay. remember first starting out. And it would be like, I would get maybe one chuckle or something, but I would like hold on to that and be like, all right, that was, that was something, even though the rest of it sucked. And then, you know, the next night, even with that joke, I wouldn't get the chuckle or it would be something else. And then it was just the same thing where it was like after a certain point. And then once you get like a huge crowd and get a huge laugh it like... It feels like coke and heroin, pretty yeah. much. Like the coke walking up stage, and then once you get everybody <laughs> to laugh, it's like an envelope, And like it envelops you with a uh, speed some Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a very like up down, and then yeah, and yeah. then once you get them in the palm of your hands, it's really fun. Where it's like you can make them feel bad, you can make them feel good, and it's just you know, it's just like uh, it's like lion taming, pretty much. At a certain point, huh? I like a rowdy crowd. I like I'm not you know the hardest crowd for me is the supportive crowd. Cuz then I'm like there's expectations. Like I want the no expectations, this guy sucks kind of attitude of a crowd compared to you know we're all here to have a fun time and laugh. I get weird. I've that. never heard the inverse of it
0: cuz a lot of people want that supportive crowd, you know. Oh, I and with the crowd. You love it <laughs> so because you shit. can because you can mess with them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. You just start poking the bear and you're like, "Come on, dude. What are you what he good. Nah. i'm a little bit of a I or this has been changing too i'm a little bit of a bully lately on stage i uh i don't love it but it is fun dude it's and it, a lot of fun it
0: makes it so much fun to watch too. it does unless
1: you're not into that and then it's like terrible then people are like why is that guy picking on people no no like, I, I but I, if I, like i insult an audience member and then they insult me back that's like yeah. that's love that's love that's well, not that's not us hating each other
0: well one of my biggest fears is the heckler you know mm-hmm. and I've been heckled before, it's fine, you get over it, yeah. But you almost invite oh, that, in. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. That's why a lot of places don't book me too, because, like, you know, if the headliner doesn't want to deal with that kind of, yeah, because it does yeah.
0: flow over once yeah. you open the door for hecklers, they're going to continue to talk, yeah. So yeah. the
1: safety bubble has been popped. I do a lot of things that over my career like (laughs) like swearing on stage talking i'm not and i'm not even like fully a crowd work guy but i'll dip in and out and i would love to talk more to the audience because this is because let's be honest none of these people would ever fucking talk to me on the street like this is their only interaction with whatever an ex-heroin addict fucking indian guy and don't get me wrong like i also went to college when i was 16 so i don't like myself like i'm a complete loser but you know i'm definitely partially a loser and it's like this is their (laughs) window into that kind of life yeah Okay. And a
0: and perspective, too. You know, a lot of comics still with Mental illness, you know, substance abuse. uh, Also, they live a life that's amazing. You know, you hear these stories and you go, wow, you really lived a life. That's why I don't look back on the times that I did drugs and go, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I go, that was a hell of a lot of fun. Sure. Smoking cigarettes. I loved smoking cigarettes. Yeah. I'll I'll probably get cancer for saying that. But the truth is, uh, I loved it. Every cigarette I had was amazing. And then when I finally had to quit, I was like, time is up. It's the same way with the drugs. Eventually, the time was up. Now you're making
1: me want to smoke a cigarette. All right. Well.
0: it is your show right now so yeah, yeah, let's see what happens yeah so you go on stage first time you get the rush mm-hmm. what's it like the first time you get booked to host a gig
1: man i don't even fully remember uh how i kind of got in was i was here i was like in stand-up trying just doing it every day pretty much you have to just do do, do it every day kind of deal or you at least have to like mm-hmm. ingratiate yourself in the scene which i did not i was more of a pariah and then but i was tenacious like i kept Hanging out there, even though nobody liked me, kind of. (laughs) And I kept going up on stage. And then some of those people moved, and that's great, and they're doing fine, and I hope the best for them. But then, like, eventually, I started working at Plano Hyenas. Because my buddy John got me the job there, because he was cooking. And then I was cooking there, and then they would sometimes throw me up on stage. Nice. if, If somebody, but it was terrible in the sense, like, I had mozzarella sticks on me <laughs> just up on stage like I cooked all your guys food and stuff but you know there were some really big crowds there where you get that huge pop where yeah. you're like holy <laughs> that's something and then eventually I just started hosting I think and then that took forever it kept me as a host for a long time it's been like a really slow climb for me and in some ways that's been the best in the sense compared to like everybody loves me right. automatically which nobody loves me now, but you know what I'm saying? Like say, enough people like me kind of deal. Well,
0: it, well, that kind of probably builds the kind of that attitude you have on stage though too and the confidence because you have pure confidence when you get up there. Thanks. So doing that, because it's hard to be vulnerable because you're yourself you're on stage. Yeah. And, you have to kind of give that over to the audience. Like you're talking about, you know, the, the substance abuse and yeah. your family stuff like that. That's difficult stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. But on stage, you would talk about that in a second. Yeah. Like well, you said, you're talking about sexuality.
1: It, yeah. Now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of it was even just because of like a lot of the things in my mm-hmm. life kind of worked out perfect for stand-up. So like playing music, learning rhythm and stuff like that or like pitch and tone of my voice. That helps in stand-up. I used to wait tables. So that's like going up to just strangers and just kind of opening the door. So right. that taught me that. I used to do door door sales, which that sucks. But, I can't even imagine. But kind of the same thing where you're like showing up at some dude's door and trying to get them to buy shit, which I did a couple times, which was crazy that it even worked that much, where it's like all of that. And then uh, rehab. I used to have to talk about my feelings in front of a group of strangers all the time, or in, in, in AAA. So it's like all those things combined together give you my stand in a certain sense where I'm like, yeah, I can talk about my feelings, or I can kind of sell you on shit. If I want to, or I can, you know, I can take your order. You know, I kind of
0: like that, too. what you say. It's not ma- manipulating the audience, but it's controlling the audience. Yeah. So you're able to go in and kind of go like, I want you to feel this emotion right now, and I want you to feel this emotion. Yeah. I never even considered that in It a is all emotions.
1: Yeah, it's it's more, because emo- if it was just straight, and some comics are this, and they're great and stuff, that's just right, like, word for word joke, where it's right. like, I could read this joke, and it is funny. But it's like there's so much in stand-up that's not that, which it's weird. I still love the written stuff, but it's like there's so much more than that in stand-up. There's just something about, you know, because I also do improv, which is gay as <laughs> but, but It sucks when
0: you do improv because you yeah. have to say that. It's required. Yeah, look, well, If you're a like, stand-up, yeah. if you're a
1: stand-up, I'm probably uh, going to get kicked off the team. You are. You're done. You're out. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it it. it, it it's interesting. And I actually kind of like the improv people because they're super nice. It's a whole different culture where it's like everybody's nice Supportive. to each other. It's, not, it's nice in a certain sense, but then also, like, I love coming to stand-up and being like, f*** you, f- you too. Well, that's and, so like, funny.
0: We would go to improv classes over at Stomping Grounds. Nice, nice. And then come to here and do open mic. And just going from being like, everyone's like, yeah, you got this, do this, to, yeah, like, yeah. everyone's being a comic kind of like, my jokes are better than you. Yeah, I know yeah, that. yeah. And it kind of... It's weird how it's not supported because you think you'd walk in the room and everyone's laughing. But what's fun is when you get somebody at an open mic or the show or whatever's going on and they switch the audience. Mm -hmm. Something about that one comic, they come on and the timing's right, the jokes are hitting, tone is there, the Mm -hmm. performance is immaculate. Yeah. And the room changes. Yeah. And you can see that at shows too. And the inverse can happen too. You can bring down a show A lot of that
1: is confidence and then also just like being able to stay in the pocket if the joke doesn't go well because a lot of comics break just because it's like ah they don't
0: and the audience me. can
1: see that and I maybe my perspective and this is like a lot of comics in play and playing getting into comedy they you know lost status in their life like they had a decent job and then doing this but this was a move up this was like heroin addict. Stand up comic. It's like this was a promotion, yeah. if anything, you know? And it, there's actually a lot of similarities. Instead of now chasing drug dealers, I'm chasing bookers. And, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, dude. It's a full time. I'm sucking job. dick for stage time. Yes. Like, I'm, it's fucking. You got to get out there. You
0: got to get on your knees and you got to suck that <laughs> dick.
1: All right. If you
0: want to perform. Or lick
1: the clip. You know, there are female Bookers absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They and can be Bookers also. And they're hot. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, so um,
0: some of them. Yeah, some of them. Uh, hey, everyone. It's just stuck jumping in to say thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. If you dig it, please head over to our website at ProfTX.com where you can check out our calendar for all the upcoming shows in addison arlington houston and san antonio and don't forget to follow our social media all links in the description and with that back to the podcast what was it like the first time you headlined what was that like
1: i wouldn't even say i've ever headlined technically
0: you have you've headlined, uh, have, had a here. Yeah, that's,
1: yeah i mean that's cool like yeah yeah that's uh sometimes difficult i've also done some like 325 shows where I'm ending. Oh, dude! One time I did a 325 show and I had to follow Linda Stogner and oh, then wow. Ben Creed and I'm like, dude, I should not be ending <laughs> this show, man. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I probably failed a little. bit. I think I did fine, but I remember being like, I am. Those are the. Yeah. Those are the comics. Yeah. Season yeah, comedians yeah, have been going yeah, for yeah. a long
0: time. Yeah. Yeah, um, that would that would have been totally nerve. I just right
1: have man. so much respect, especially. Uh, Ben Creed, too. He's, he's another comic.
0: So you were saying when you began, people didn't really like you, but it sounds like you've almost... You've I could have maybe passions. also been projecting.
1: Yeah. But I'm pretty sure people did <laughs> like me. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. And I still think people are like a little whatever. I just... you just got to be nice to people. Well, like, just, this is my family. This is like how I look at it. And don't get me wrong, I'm not the best even to my real family, but it's like I try to be more... Uh, like, understanding about people. Because we're all, yeah, we're all mentally ill. Like, stand-up mm-hmm. comedy is full of a bunch of, like, hardcore feminists and hardcore incels, and we're all trying to get along. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's so true, Yeah, yeah And then you get on stage and say something that, yeah. and that throws And then hardcore you the- feminists are like, yeah. what the f-? And then so like, and then, yeah. But I think, like, That's there can awesome. be something. Because I love, like, well, first of all, I do love sh- on women. But I love when women are able to sh- on men, too. And it's like, I think we're just supposed to each other here, and yeah. that's how we—that's how we find love. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like I hate you, you in hate the me. Shit, you know, yeah. we got to dig through the to find <laughs> love.
0: No, it's so true.
1: Did you come up with that? That's genius, dude. That, what? that the incels in uh, feminists. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, that's so that's, funny. And I like the hardcore feminists, dude. Most of the girls I've dated and stand up were kind of that, and yeah, I'm You're probably wild. I wasn't really getting too. some of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like don't no need I'm, to. I'm kiss and tell Yeah, comics or eat. How, yeah. you know what i'm saying that's do how it. the new generation does
0: it <laughs> they are into that that's so wild i'm uh i can do that yeah I you can, can get do that. Down? i can
1: take it or leave it yeah i don't need it but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good i don't need it
0: what was the weirdest thing you ever saw on stage what was the weirdest things ever happened to you during a show
1: oh, bro it was here it's i don't know if i should say it but i love the dude marcus garvey what did garvey do he took a beer bottle and like poured it down his pants what? up right here yeah <laughs> it was crazy Dude, it was crazy. Why would he do that? And then the headliner just talked shit <laughs> about him for fucking like three because the guy was hosting. I don't know because Mark is a wild dude. Yeah. yeah and it's, yeah. that's it. That's funny f- shit I've ever seen. I don't think the audience liked it, but I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude. But that's the other thing, too, is we've seen comedy
0: so much that it's the weird. Yeah. Or like, yeah, yeah. for me, the, what's funny is the in between moment. Somebody will say something that's like a the twist you can see you
1: can see inside them a little bit yeah you're like, oh and, i know what he's doing or if like, they I try know. out
0: a tag on stage for the first time you're like oh that was new i yeah. know that was new because yeah, i yeah. can tell by the way they said it they were yeah. they were even shocked by it and that's the stuff that gets me everything else i can appreciate writing and like you said timing and yeah and all that breathing even you know but so, those
1: it's just like what makes you know i mean some people hate crowd work but it's what makes crowd work so special is you know and don't get me wrong you can kind of do like more low hanging fruit crowd work, but sometimes, like yesterday at the open mic, I found out one of the audience members was there to meet his dad for yeah. the first time, who's one of the comics. Or I'm not gonna say his name, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like, what the hell's going on? Like, who's meeting at a comedy club? I mean, it's a comic, obviously, and, you know. But did you roast them at the same I time? I didn't. Yeah, that's a hard roast. I was drunk at that point. It was <laughs> I was done with the night. So I don't know. Yeah, drinking on stage. And that's what I love about this thing, too, where it's like, yeah, it can go bad, man. But being it's like one of the few jobs where it's like being drunk on stages. It's it's uh, one of the few jobs where it's like performing, enhancing drugs is a... Is a good thing.
0: So. Well, there's there's people with the train of thought too of don't take anything and go on stage. Sure, totally understandable. And, and there's also the inverse. You know, yeah. you got the Bill Hicks perspective where he yeah. was on everything. You know, he went through a phase where he would be so drunk on stage he just lay off of it. You know, yeah, right? nice. So it's one of those things where <laughs> drugs and comedy go hand in hand, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And it is a rush, and it's a rush on top of a rush. Yeah, and so. Like I said, I told you earlier. You know, I'm prescribed medical marijuana, so I'm never truly sober. Sure, you know? I get so that. So I mean, a of lot of f-
1: sober people who are like on caffeine, like, <laughs> and like nicotine, <laughs> and it's like 15 Red Bulls a day. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, like you're not doing heroin. That's yeah. good. Like I can't, I know, but it's just, yeah, it's a weird disconnect. You're playing with a heart attack, is what you're doing with that. Sure, sure. With the Red Bull, yeah. um. What's your writing process like?
0: How do you – do you sit down and do long form, type on a computer, or anything like that?
1: I've been trying to write more, but mainly I just kind of let my mind wander, and then I just write shit on my phone, and then I look it up. I'm better at getting the ideas. I am terrible at organizing. So it's like my problem like, – I'm sure I have probably like at least 10 minutes of really good material on my phone, but I don't know where it is kind of deal. It's like if I have the idea, maybe I can – what I do like about the phone is I'll have – I kind of keep thinking of the same idea where it's like sometimes I'll lose it. But then right before going on stage, I'll be like, what's a funny joke? And then I'll think of something that I'm angry at. And then I'll remember the joke. And then I'll be able to search it up on my phone and then kind of do it on stage. And then some of it's on stage and stuff. And some of my better jokes, though, it's I'm, I'm thinking them out. And then a lot of the other stuff, like because I, I do like a little bit of crowd work. So you kind of have to be in the moment. And then, you know, you'll figure out little kind of paths where it's like if I say this, the crowd's going to say like pretty much these three things and then just have something for each thing and then yeah
0: right on yeah that's it it's so it's you kind of pre-programmed to the responses
1: yeah and i can always there's always like that fourth option where it's just like you kind of have to just be open and in a sense improv actually doing improv helps in that sense so then i'm even like, though it's gay it is don't you know, forget that yeah, yeah, yeah but no
0: i th- i personally think improv is amazing When it's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get into a flow with somebody or like you have a couple partners on stage and you get up there and the players just play off each other, it's unbelievable. You know what I mean? And the thing that always bums me out about improv is... It's so in the moment and then it's gone. And let's record
1: it. With comedy,
0: we get to try things over and over and over again until we perfect it.
1: You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So but then also in stand-up, there's still a little improv where it's like you can't always go to the joke the exact same way. Like there is a little bit of improv where it's like if the crowd doesn't laugh at this joke, then I can't really steer back into that joke the same way I usually do where it's like I might have to come from a different angle right. a little bit. Especially with my jokes, because some some of the jokes will lose him, so I'm yeah. always kind of like, you know, it's, it almost sounds like it's me. like a
0: little game to you, like it. Like, and I like
1: it more like that because if I'm going up there and I'm doing like my script, I'm gonna be bored, and by the end, I'm gonna just be drunk all the time because I can do it <laughs> drunk, so I'm just gonna. F- be bored. And, yeah.
0: I, with my set, I have the same thing where I'm like, I can have a couple drinks and I can still go through it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's but then wh- it's
1: autopilot. I don't have fun yeah. on stage and like they can see that. And then, you know, I lean more on the writing and that's great. What advice do you have to up and coming comedians? Don't do it. Don't <laughs> f- do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Uh, I love being on stage, man, but it's, f- it's a lot. It's a lot. The offstage stuff. But if you love being on stage, man, yeah, you're going to keep doing it. Like yeah, I love doing heroin. That's why I kept putting myself in situations for it. This is kind of the same thing. So if you bit. love
0: it, you'll you'll continue to chase it like a drug.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. It unfortunately, is like unfortunately, yeah. It's it is like, like
0: a drug though. The adrenaline rush is something else. Yeah. Like it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. You,
1: you, and I'm not trying to be like you have to, be up to do stand up, but it's like to deal with the sh. You have to have a enough life that the reward from stand up is worth. Even the more fed up that's happening to you because of stand up. Some of it's not even stand up's fault. Like, it's not like the culture. It's just like, dude, going on the road and just being by yourself for, you know, four or five days. And you're just like, all right. And you're just stuck in a room. And then, you know, you do 10 minutes of, you know, you pretty much get get taken out of your cage, do 10 minutes of dancing, and then go back in your cage. And you're like, that was really fun. But then you're stuck at home and you're like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. So. And then yeah, some of the cultures too, because it's entertainment. Like you know, there's there's always going to be like some shadiness just because you know, so many people are involved and so many people want to do this and stuff. I think, uh, yeah, don't do stand up. You You're shouldn't so do, Yeah, you should really like <laughs> it's, if you can find something that makes you happy. That's not stand up. That's probably the best. Or really, dude, just go make your friends laugh. If you can make your friends laugh, you yeah. I don't have any friends, so I have to get strangers to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would love to have friends to make laugh, which I created through stand up. Which say, that's kind of interesting. You have a ton of friends. They're cause... all stand up comics. Yeah. It's, so it's yeah, the, the best friends and, and the I, worst friends. To and have. I know all those motherfuckers would leave me the second I quit stand up. So it's just uh, like the it's the same thing. I mean, to a degree. But it's like I, you know, it's like this is our AA meeting. That's how I look at it. Where it's like you got to come here, and like I am kind of friends with comics out of it. But the main thing is like you come you come to church, or whatever you know. Do you view it as an art form? Yeah, yeah, it's an art form. I mean, it's it's pretentious to call it that, but it's like, it is. Yeah, And, you know, especially now more so because it's like you can kind of put, and uh, back to gay improv and stuff, but improv <laughs> taught me a little bit more to put more emotion into it, which I kind of have been. And it's like, stand up now, you can kind of put some more, like, sympathy emotions, not too much, because you don't want the crowd just, like, being like, uh, you know, but it's like you can use those emotions to your, uh, advantage. I I didn't even think about that because like
0: thinking back when you're set, it's a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Like, you'll go up here and you'll tell a joke and they get a big laugh and like you said, then and you I never know tension. how the roller
1: coaster ride is. Like I'm trying to make it the same roller coaster ride, but it's like there's always a part where it's like, oh crap, the tracks are broken here. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like ah oh, we gotta fix this before we hit that. Jet. And then
0: if you hit it you gotta look at the mess and then you yeah. always come back from that. I'm too. like,
1: I'm so sorry that your kids died yeah. on that <laughs> roller coaster. <ride." laughs> I will try not to do that next time.
0: Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Where do you want to be?
1: Man, I don't know, because it's like part of me wants to be one of those comics that like stay in their hometown and like build from here. Part of me wants to move to Austin because that's just right there.
0: And, and right it now it's kind of like the like
1: mecca of comedy. Doing, yeah, I'm waiting for that to fizzle out first. Yeah. And then, yeah, because there's so many comics down there's there where I'm so like, hot. yeah. Or maybe just straddle the two, Dallas and... Austin I I don't it's really I'm an open book it's it's gonna be because I didn't think I'd be here like in eight years I thought at least I would move to New York but then when COVID hit and a huge scene moved to Austin that was like perfect so then it's like all right I'm gonna stay here and now I'm you know I'm doing better in the scene like featuring and kind of headlining one-nighters and stuff where it's like move like I'm I have to make a decision probably in the next year or something to do something but I don't I don't really know
0: do you want to be a full-time comic then, or you yeah? Just kinda... This is
1: it. Yeah, I f my life too much. Yeah. this is yeah. It's either this or death. A little bit. Oh wow! So I, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. I could. I, I you talk to me in six months. I'm working at the gas station. But yeah, really <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, this just seems to be. I'm not really good at hyping myself up, but I'm not bad at this. Where I'm yeah. like, I think I could do this. And you don't see too many. I mean, here there's too many Indian comics, but you don't see too many Indian <laughs> comics. And I love that here too, but. Yeah. uh but, yeah, so it's like I think I have a shot, so we'll see. And I got a unique backstory, you know, heroin, you know, that's cool.
0: Well, I mean, on top Everybody
1: of that. Everybody loves heroin addicts.
0: Your performance, like you just talking about it right now, like mm-hmm. I see so much of what you said, and it makes it unique and hypnotizing. Thank like you. I'm watching you because, like you said. And I'm, you're, uh, you're I'm prob- an
1: infinite well of sadness, well, I tell people.
0: You're definitely one of the most vulnerable comedians I've ever seen on stage. Because, yeah? Yeah, because okay. you, you're able to actually break that down and be like, here I am. Huh. Let me tell these jokes. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's it's really, like I said, it's it, it, it's a talent to have that. Because Thanks, I man. struggle with a personality on stage. I don't really have one. And so when I see somebody who has a complete confidence to be their
1: self, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. So I mean, yeah, I, you're just uh, ripping off Shucky Ducky, right? That's yeah, yeah. Thing? That's my thing. That's yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Quack quack, everybody. <laughs> I How did you get that name? Ducky? So when
0: I was a baby, I used to. My diapers, and then they would sag, and it looked like I had a duck butt, so they called me Duck. Not a sexy story, I know.
1: Uh, I bet you still uh, sh- in your diapers I today,
0: do, dude. I sh- pants last uh, week. I'm not uh, even gonna lie. Did you? No. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I believe. I could have believed yeah, it. Yeah, no,
1: I, it was two weeks ago. You ever just sh- pants just for, for like fun. nostalgia? And you're yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I- <laughs> I kind of do have a duck butt. Look at it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Do you have any shows coming up?
1: Anything going on in the next? uh... Uh, I think I'm at Little Rock. Oh, yeah, I am. Little Rock, Looney Bin. Yeah, 25th through the 20th. You got a lot of listeners in Little Rock? No. Uh, Okay. (laughs) And then uh, I'm doing your guy's show. Might as well do that since... You know, to Addison, I uh, yeah, I'm glad you. I'm so so cool that they let you put the thing in there because I know, like for the open mic. Remember when I first started. They uh they didn't cover it, and then you'd see a bunch of people saying they worked at, at improv. The improv. It was right. hilarious. And then one day I came there and it was down. I was like, oh, I, I was part of the problem there. Like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, did that it's, it's one of those
0: things where they want people thinking that you're right.
1: So yeah, it's funny. But and like that's cool. That like, it looks great though. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. It. yeah. Uh, I'm doing improv. I don't think I'm the main guy, but it's an Anne friend show. Come out, good show. Yeah. Oh, the Anne friend that, shows are the best. Yeah. You get the best
0: of the uh, local talent coming out and doing what they do best. I mean I'd rather
1: I prefer working a week in here more so. <coughs> 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 Billy, Billy. Yeah, Billy, Jay, we're talking to you. Jake.
0: Uh we gotta do socials real quick. Facebook.com backslash Shiva Seven R E. Uh, Instagram backslash Shiva Seven R E. Yeah,
1: Shiva Seven re And the then
0: uh, and then TikTok at Fart <laughs> I can't believe you found that. I don't even <laughs> do <laughs>
1: But by, by the way, like I need the a- actually do something with my social media like I need to revamp that because it's like Shiva sevenari that's a terrible but it's like that was the only one someone there's a Shiva I made up the last name like that doesn't even make sense wait but, is
0: Shiva Re really not your real name no really no, it's not. yeah
1: well she okay Shiva's technically not my real name but I've always been called Shiva okay so my real name's Shivanj and then yeah my last name I'm not gonna Tell the, yeah. the
0: government doesn't need to know what's going on. For never tax reasons. Yeah, I'm um, fucking off. So the why? Is it, but is there a certain well, reason you did a stage uh, name? Last
1: name was really long, and people just butchered it. And it's a pretty common name, and it's actually real funny because I changed it to, to Ari to shorten it to make it easier for people, and people that up all I believe the time. It, yeah, they say Ari, Ari, Avery. Yeah, I get that one sometimes. Um, Avery. Yeah, dude. People are dumb.
0: It's yeah. it's missing a lot of letters to be that. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. 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 And it's just easy, too. And it's like, I, I don't know, maybe I'll Jamie Gravy, Joe Coffee, it back to my nah, real name. Dude, or Shiva Ree's great, dude. I like him. Yeah. And Ari's Jewish, and, you know, Jews run comedy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all good, man. <laughs> You gotta do you, look it up. Uh, Do you wanna end it with sure. what you said earlier? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Call
0: back. There's yeah, it's not gonna be there. So oh, man. Uh, okay, well, that's fine. Well Shiva,
1: thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. I thank you, Ducky. Yep.
0: And uh everyone out there, please support local comedy in any way, shape, or form you can. And with that said, we will see you on the next one and there it is hey everyone thank you so much for listening to the podcast today if you enjoyed it please head over to improvtx.com to check out all our upcoming shows at the Addison Arlington Houston and San Antonio clubs if you like this podcast you might enjoy the other podcasts on the Improv TX Comedy Network we have The Act Out from open mics to the big stage comedians tell us the story they've made where I talk to comedians from all over and chat about their journey this far also check out the Black Dog Retro Arcade Podcast straight from the arcade we talk about how our favorite games were made that's right we're talking all that video game goodness and finally we have quacking up a storytelling podcast where we pick suggestions from a hat and tell stories based upon them once again thank you so much for listening please check out our social media all links in the description and with that
1: we'll see you on the next one